Back in March, we shared stories of some of the men who served in the military for Brattleboro during the Civil War. One of those men was Frederick Streeter. Streeter was born in Brattleboro in 1840. He grew up in town, opened a barber shop, and, after a short time, relocated to Bellows Falls. In Bellows Falls, he continued the barbering trade. In 1861, Streeter volunteered to serve in the 1st Regiment of the United States Sharpshooters. This was an elite group of men who demonstrated a keen shooting eye. Further research by students at Brattleboro Area Middle School found that Streeter lived a great deal of his short adult life under a cloud of suspicion and died in 1864 of circumstances unrelated to the Civil War. This story was published in a March edition of The Reformer. Four months later, a large envelope from an Ohio lawyer was delivered to the Brattleboro Historical Society. Lee Peterson, an attorney from Medina County, Ohio, had read the article in The Reformer mentioning Streeter and sent us a 50-page research summary compiled by local Ohio historian Sharon Cranick. The packet of information focused on the life and death of Brattleboro's Frederick Streeter. In 1864, Streeter was executed in Medina, Ohio for the murder of a local family. What follows is the story of Frederick Streeter and combines the research of Cranick with that done by Brattleboro Area Middle School students. Frederick Streeter's father died when Streeter was 13 years old. At the age of 14, he began working for a barber in town. Within a few years, he opened his own shop, but decided to leave Brattleboro and go west while still in his late teens. According to newspaper accounts, Streeter became involved in gambling and robbery during his travels west. After a year, he returned to Vermont. There were stories that he carried counterfeit money with him, but barely avoided arrest for attempting to pass the money in Boston. Fred Streeter decided to move to Bellows Falls and restart his life. Streeter rented a room in the woods block and opened a barber shop. According to newspaper accounts, Streeter was a profane, foul-mouthed man with an overbearing nature. Local people thought he looked to take advantage of others. After getting to know Streeter, the owner of the block, Dr. Woods, did not want to renew the rental agreement with the bullying barber. As the rental period was coming to an end, Dr. Woods placed an ad in the local paper with the intent of finding a new tenant. Woods and Streeter had words. It was clear that Streeter wanted to remain in the Woods block. Nevertheless, Dr. Woods signed an agreement with a new tenant, and Streeter was given a short amount of time to clear his barbershop. On March 20, 1860, around 11 p.m., a fire broke out in the Woods block. Evidently, the fire began in Streeter's barbershop. Streeter was days away from vacating the building and was able to collect insurance money for the loss of his business. The fire spread, and the greater part of the business portion of Bellows Falls Village was destroyed. Many suspected Streeter had started the fire, but no proof was found in the burned-out rubble of the Woods Block. Streeter had married a young woman from nearby New Hampshire, but he seemed to abandon her after the fire. Fred Streeter's mother and siblings had moved to Ohio a few years earlier with his mother's new husband. After collecting the insurance money, Streeter moved back to Brattleboro, but was reportedly restless and unable to hold down a job. In 1861, he joined the Vermont Company of Sharpshooters. After attaining the rank of corporal, he returned to Vermont as a recruiter. He gathered a company of men and expected the recruits to follow tradition and choose him as their captain. Uncharacteristically, the recruits refused to vote Streeter into a command role. Streeter was insulted and decided to quit the army. He became a deserter and headed to Ohio. Streeter arrived in the small town of Medina, Ohio in the summer of 1862. He wore the uniform of a U.S. Army captain and claimed to be a recruiter. He attempted to raise a company of volunteers, but was unsuccessful. While in town, he married a 16-year-old named Dodie Whitmore. He spent most of his time in Medina, but also traveled the 10 miles to Chatham, Ohio, to visit his mother and siblings. 
Streeter had no visible means of support and owed many local businesses small amounts of money. He had a reputation as a gambler and disappeared for lengths of time, sometimes returning with money and sometimes returning with bruises. Medina, Ohio was a small town with a population close to 800 people. Before dawn on July 2, 1863, a fire broke out in the Coy House. It was occupied by a father, mother, and seven-year-old son. Neighbors ran to the house and were able to pull the family members out of the fire before the house went up in flames. Horribly, the Coy family had been brutally murdered and the fire was apparently an attempt to hide the crime. Shubal Coy was a livestock trader and it was generally known around town that he kept his money in his inside jacket pocket in an envelope. Mr. Coy had recently sold cattle for almost $1,100 and the money was gone. Here the stories differ. Medina did not have a local police force. A town meeting was held and a committee formed to investigate the murder. One version of the story is the committee held a secret ballot to establish whether the members felt they knew someone in town who could commit such a bloody crime. Reportedly, Frederick Streeter was selected as the guilty party by a majority vote. Another version of the story is that Streeter was not suspected until six or seven weeks after the murder when reports arrived that he was flush with money and spending it with abandon about 400 miles away in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Either way, the Citizens Committee hired a private detective to track Streeter down and bring him back to Medina. About two months after the murders, Frederick Streeter was charged with butchering the Coy family. A trial was held and evidence was introduced that Streeter had been traveling the West, spending hundreds of dollars in many towns, and was arrested with blood-stained bills that matched the bloody envelope found in the Coy home. Streeter and his wife were found to possess train tickets bound for Boston. He could not remember who he won the money from or where he was when he won what amounted to almost the same amount of money that Shubukoy carried in his envelope for the sale of his cattle. There was a four-day trial and a jury arrived at a decision with, within hours of the closing arguments. In November 1863, Frederick Streeter was found guilty and sentenced to hang. Streeter claimed he had not committed the crimes, so the judge said the execution would be delayed until late February of 1864. This was done so Streeter's lawyer might bring forth evidence to prove Streeter's innocence. No evidence came forward. On December 24th, Frederick Streeter escaped from the Medina County Jail and was on the run. Authorities traveled to Streeter's mother's home 10 miles away and interviewed the family. From that interview, it was determined that Streeter was probably hiding out with friends 15 miles away in Richfield, Ohio. This proved to be accurate and Streeter was recaptured while hiding in a barn. Streeter never confessed to the murders, but was executed in February of 1864. Over 5,000 people witnessed the hanging. 20 years later, the Medina County Gazette published an article proposing that Streeter may not have acted alone. A Michigan man named Patterson was hung for a similar style murder and was said to have been involved in the murder of the Coy family as well. Longtime residents of Medina remembered a man named Patterson who always dressed well and had plenty of money, even though he never had a job. Could this mysterious Patterson have been the guilty party? After Streeter's execution, his body was turned over to his mother. In May 1864, his mother's family packed up and moved back to Brattleboro. At Prospect Hill Cemetery, there is a gravestone for Frederick Streeter in the family lot. His father, siblings, and mother are buried in the Streeter section near the southern end of the cemetery. In 1911, the Medina County Gazette published an article claiming that Frederick Streeter's body was never actually returned to Brattleboro. According to eyewitnesses, Streeter's family could not afford to transport his coffin back to Vermont, so he was secretly buried in the family garden in Chatham, Ohio, on a spring day in May. Here in Brattleboro, Streeter's gravestone is inscribed with the following. Frederick F. Streeter died February 28, 1864. 
age 24 years, 11 months, 28 days. And the inscription continues, I have not sought a distant shore. Lo, I am with you. Weep no more. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past. 